Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Good day to you, Katie. <laughs> Cameron Span. I was about to do something similar. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> what does Jim Carrey say? Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Or if I don't see you again, good morning. And if I don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Or we could just do Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam! There you go, people. Are you awake now? Because <laughs> so. we're going to talk about stock compensation, and Ooh. you're like... That's what a, is that? It's a hot topic. It, At least for us, it's been a hot topic recently. Yeah, but. it's just talking about how a lot of companies are paying you or they may be gifting you stocks or options or things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of break it down. I do want to put a warning on this. Not all stock options, compensation, any of that are the same. And so this is going to be a very broad conversation about it. But if you have these available at your workplace, Please, 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 please get someone to help you look at it and really understand the nitty gritty details because not all of them are the same. It's interesting because uh, we do we do have a lot of our clients come in and and they have these stock compensation programs and it's 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 sort of interesting the kind of scenarios that happen. So everybody everybody is different. It's it can change from from company to company and person to person and how it affects you and yes. how it affects a lot of your uh, life decisions. Really can oh, yeah. uh, can change depending on what the program is. Okay, so Katie, I'm going to make a stretch here on our segue. Okay, um, basically we're doing a little bit of inside baseball for the for the folks that are listening to us today because this is a segue this is a stretch into the list but basically we're a financial podcast but you know we're not making stock recommendations no. or anything like that <laughs> stock compensation we we can't do like oh which stocks would you want to be compensated with or anything like that that would be a bad list um compliance would say no nope <laughs> um no no sir <laughs> so with uh with stocks you know what is one of the most basic elements of a stock when you own a share of stock Ownership, what do you own yeah. you own own a you own a bit of a company and so one of my favorite shows to watch is Shark Tank. And that, of course, is always, th- those are business owners that are coming into uh, several, a board of a panel of investors to basically pitch their business and ask for the investors to invest in their business so that they can expand it. If you're not familiar with the show, it's a fun watch. It comes on on Friday nights. It's such a good show. I think the pitch is the best part of the show. What do you like? Do you like that or like the bidding war part or uh, the underlying know, drama? I actually like it when they get into the uh, to the actual back and forth. And apparently the pitch does make a difference. It does matter, but I, I feel like it's kind of, you know, I think the, it's cheese, the cheesier the and... pitch, the better. <laughs> See, I've never watched this, but I think of uh, like the Kickstarter website where people will like put stuff out there and then you can end up being like a, a backer essentially. Mm-hmm. And there's some really cool stuff out there. My brother always is sending me like, Hey, I saw this on Kickstarter mm-hmm. and like board games. And he got me some kind of dress thing that you can put on and you can change clothes while wearing it. And then you're never exposing yourself. I mean, Interesting. There's, yeah, there's some cool stuff out there. So what we're going to do today for our list is we're going to do the top products that are the most successful products that came from Shark Tank. Some of these I did uh, not know were from yeah, Shark Tank. Yeah, I, I, I'm really surprised at some of these. I obviously don't watch it every week because I, I missed several of these. Um, but uh, we're just going to round robin it as usual and let y'all know what the top eight products from Shark Tank are. Shark Tank, ooh ha ha. <laughs> name the movie. Can you name it? No. no. Finding Nemo. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> the number eight, Sleep Styler. So these are the heat-free hair rollers created from memory foam to use while sleeping. The shark or the creator of it, Lori Grainer, seventy-five thousand for a twenty-five percent. She's stake. the shark. She's the oh, sorry. So oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't Katie's know never that. watched yeah. this. So 
the sharks are the investors. Oh, okay. And okay. there's always yeah. four sharks, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So Lori was the shark. She was the investor. Seventy-five thousand for a twenty-five percent stake in the company. Sales more than one hundred million. That's... And I mean, you've, if you're a girl, you've definitely seen these on TikTok all over. I have been wanting to try it, but have not jumped on it yet. Mm. Sounds like a QVC product to yeah. me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is the books. Now this is B O U. QS, it's short for bouquet. Um, uh, So yeah, an online (laughs) seller of flowers that partners with eco-friendly farms. The shark, none. So they didn't find an investor. Oh they, wow! They left. They they left without an investor, and basically were like, "Yeah, we'll do it ourselves." And they, they did, did it, it themselves because they've got sales of a hundred million dollars. I think this is one of my good friends gave me a subscription to a floral bouquet thing. It was like three months worth of it, and I think it was this company, and it was mm. really great, cool flowers that came each month, and like one was themed like very Halloweenish, and then Christmas, and yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you would highly rate the books? I liked them. Now, this next one is one that I'm very familiar with, but didn't know that they were a Shark Tank product. Yeah, number six on the list may be the most niche Shark Tank product. Tipsy Elves. <laughs> Holiday-themed apparel in the form of ugly Christmas sweaters. Mm. The shark was Robert Herjavec. $100,000 for a 10% stake. Sales, $125 million for Tipsy Elves. Now, they've they've expanded into way more than just holiday-themed ugly sweaters. See, I've they've, never heard of this. They've got shirts now. The last Hawaiian shirt I bought was actually from Tipsy Elves. Um, so they, they've got all sorts okay, of... Okay, that makes sense. Because yeah. I was like, your product is Christmas holiday specific. Yeah, but they do have a lot of great ugly sweaters. Do they? If you're into that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, number five. The original comfy wearable blankets with hoods. Okay, so this reminds me kind of like the Snuggies. Snuggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can, you know, yeah, hoods. You can be a superhero. And this was, the shark was Barbara Corcoran. Mm-hmm. 50000 for a 30% stake. Sales, $150 million. That is some... I mean, everybody likes comfort. Sure. And it's, I feel like blankets, anything like that are going to be great sales because especially around like Christmas time, what do you get somebody or like a dirty Santa gift? It's like, oh, I'll just get him a blanket. Mm-hmm. Every, you can never have too many blankets, right? Well, and I do love hoodies. So, I mean, I'm all about the hood. Um, Cam, we got his Christmas present picked out. We sure do. <laughs> Uh, number four is the uh, Simply Fit board. It's a, an exercise board. You can you sort of yeah you I stand remember. on it. It was like it's like a hoverboard kind yeah, of yeah. And but it's all about you. Basically, you're you're using all of your micro muscular movements to to maintain your balance while you twist and move to do those macro muscle exercises. It's an interesting. I've never tried it. Um, uh-huh. I have no balance. So, but Lori Griner is the one that invested in it. She put in one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for a twenty percent stake. And the sales have been more than 160 million. Just 24 hours after the episode aired in 2015, the the company raked in 1.25 million dollars in sales. Wow! All those exercise gimmicks—they get people no matter what. I mean, think back to 60s, 70s. I don't know when it was—that electric belt that yeah. like just shook you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody bought it. I love this next one. Number three on the list is the notorious Squatty Potty. We have two of them in our <laughs> Do house. You really? Yeah. <laughs> I got one for a wedding gift for somebody, and the bride was pissed, but he had it on his registry, so I got him that and some poopery. I thought it was hysterical. He loved it. She was mortified. <laughs> Does it work, Court? I, 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 <laughs> so it is a 
a personal care company best known for its toilet stool, which is designed to promote easier bowel movements. Now, the stool elevates your legs, and yeah. somehow <laughs> elevating your legs during a bowel movement helps things pass a little bit easier. <laughs> okay, so the, the entire theory is based on the fact that when human beings first came to the earth, there was no such thing as a potty, so they would just squat. And that was the natural way for you to go to the bathroom was by squatting. And so this stool helps you more imitate the squatting position. It aligns the intestines with yes, the colon with the spleen. Oh indeed. Uh, the shark was Lori Griner, $350,000 for a 10% stake. The sales were $175 million. Million dollars. Court helped with that. Uh, Lori is on her game. She's a she boss, keeps, babe. She keeps getting it. So really Lori great ones. so far has been named three times as the shark. And mm. we're only on six. Mm. So squatty potty, go get one. <laughs> I don't have a squatty potty, but I do have this next one, the scrub daddy. It's mm -hmm. a reusable super sponge in the shape of a smiley face that gets firm in cold water and soft in warm water. It has also been lab tested to rinse clear of debris and resist odors for up to two weeks. Dang. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little cute little thing too. It's got a smiley face. So while you're doing your dishes and you're not happy about it, you got something smiling at you. Now, I thought this pitch was really good. Okay. I mean, he was very like a uh, late night infomercial, but it worked. Mm. And nice. they were just giggling. The sharks are like, wow, you are good at this. So this was Lori again. <laughs> she struck it out of the park again, getting this one. 200000 for 20% stake. Sales on the Scrub Daddy, $209 million. That is for a sponge. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these end up being in the beyond section of Bed Bath & Beyond. Back to the Squatty Potties. The first time I ever heard of the Squatty Potty, it was actually from a commercial that was online. I, like, I didn't see it on... Uh, what you searching I to get Squatty Potty? <laughs> no, it was just one of those things Help that... me poop. Like, easier. people were sharing it because it was a funny commercial. Yeah. It was... They, they, they had a unicorn... That's right. Yeah. I mean, it was hilarious. You, you know, you just kind of were like, oh, this is funny. I'm very familiar with a lot of these, but I didn't see them on Shark Tank. So I'm I'm a little bit thrown by, by some of these being out there. But but anyway, number one is something we've all heard of. I and think. I can vouch for these. Yeah. Uh, it's Bombas. It's uh, the, the comfort socks. Uh, that apparently, more recently, they're also into T-shirts. Um, for every item purchased, the company donates an item to organizations that help homeless people. It's donated more than 50 million items to more than 3,500 community organizations to date. The shark was Damon. Uh, Damon John, founder of global hip-hop fashion brand FUBU, uh, and he put in $200,000 for a 17.5% stake. To date, their sales are over $225 million. And this is a sock company, yeah. guys. Well, they and make little slippers, too, because I know for Christmas this year, I think the whole family, we all got socks. We got these little cute little slippers. I want the slippers. Are they comfortable? They're comfortable. They're great to wear, and they've got the grippies, so then you're not, like, sliding all over your floor. I, I have one pair of Bombas, and I lost one of them. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Okay, there's another thing for his Christmas gift. Yeah. yeah. We're just Give racking a up your Christmas and some list. Bombas. Because not only does this company do good for the world but their product is really good yeah, yeah the socks fit like a glove oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay quick question if one of these companies was to be the sole sponsor of bullcast which one would it be which fits our our vibe <laughs> squatty potty <laughs> no i don't think so as a matter of fact i'm fairly certain that everybody that listens to this is gonna be like oh my goodness and they're gonna be a little bit uncomfortable when we hit the squatty potty part bombas is a vibe Bombas, Bombas or Scrub Daddy. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Scrub Daddy or Bombas because Scrub Daddy, we're here for you. We're scrubbing out some of the difficult topics. Oh, my word. Or Bombas, <laughs> like, we're your comfort show. We're going to, like, you know, be comfortable to listen to and explain some tough topics. Our what? listeners are sponges. They are absorbing this information. <laughs> there you go. Scrub Daddy it is. Give us a call. <laughs>
Sorry, right. compliance. <laughs> Why couldn't it be tipsy elves? I would like to be a tipsy elf. I mean, I'm just saying. You are my little tipsy elf, Court. <laughs> we'll get us a picture of all of us, I each was, of us testing out one of these products. I was talking to Robin yesterday, and I was like, uh, Cameron and I were, were at an event this weekend, and we, we had a picture of ourselves, uh, of the two of us taken. And uh, I was talking to Robin yesterday, and I was like, uh, the, the, the picture had come up on on uh, you know social media somewhere. And I was like, I hate it when I take a picture next to Cam, especially if I'm in need of a haircut and a shave and I get into a picture next to Cameron, I always look like a troll. I look like this little short, angry lot. troll. <laughs> well, it helps that my, I'm growing up my hair. I look like Aslan right now. Oh, y'all. Okay, let, let's stock talk about compensation. Stock. Yes, let's talk about the actual episode. <laughs> so what is stock compensation? It's a form of compensation given to employees, executives, directors, or other stakeholders in a company in the form of stock options, mm -hmm. restricted stock units, performance shares, and stock purchase plans. Mm -hmm. So you see, like, you could get paid in stock, but there are so many different options out there. Katie, you said a lot of big words. I'm hoping we're about we're, to explain. We're going to explain it. It provides employees with the right to acquire or purchase shares of their company's stock at a predetermined price or receive them as part of their overall compensation mm -hmm. package. Because mm -hmm. there in its own, like, everybody's going to have different options. Some may be, hey, you're, I'm going to pay you $100,000, but 50000 of it's going to be paid you in stock. Oh, okay. Are you, do you fully understand what that means? Or, hey, here's your salary, but we're also going to give you a bonus. Here's some stock. Here's or some stock, yeah. you're going to kind of get some inside because you're a part of the company. You may be able to get to buy a little bit cheaper. I, I guess mostly publicly traded companies. Well, not, not, not all not the always, time, Because I'm working with a client right now. His company is private. Mm -hmm. And so he's able to then purchase this stock and so it's obviously it's not public. It's yeah. just within the people there. They've got it set up at a certain level of a cap on how much you can have. When you hit different levels of you know executive status, things like that, there's different restrictions with it. But he's trying to kind of build up this stock because it's a good company yeah. that's private. And he's trying to make sure that like, hey, I'm going to build this up. But with the biggest thing, and we're, we're going to break down all this stuff, balance is going to be your biggest, most important thing to think about when you have this opportunity. I'm really excited about y'all teaching me about stock options in this episode because I hear, you know, stock options in the big companies like Apple because you hear their C-suite level employees are paid millions and millions, but you look at it and a mm -hmm. lot of that is stock option. I was like, yeah. what, is, what does that actually mean? We're working with a lot of clients right now that are in a lot of tech companies and their true compensation, what they are making is part of it is in stock. Mm -hmm. So that's where like they'll get cash essentially that's coming in for part of their salary. And then the rest of it, they'll get in what is equivalent to stock. And so that's a situation where your paycheck's coming from this company, your paycheck in the form of stock is in that company. So you have ownership of that company. Mm -hmm. And then some people get in trouble because then they'll have a 401k that's with that company and they'll invest in stock in that 401k. So now your paycheck's determined by this company. A huge chunk of your assets are in that company because you haven't, you've just left this stock that you've been paid and your retirement account is also invested in that company. Mm -hmm. So they're so, not diversifying. They're not, <laughs> they're not diversifying. Yeah. <laughs> Enron uh, comes to mind for me. Yeah. I wasn't going to say Enron, but yes, it's an Enron <laughs> situation for sure. Okay, so stock options. A stock option allows you to purchase shares in your company's stock at a predetermined price for a limited number of years, usually 10. So that's one way you can get stock options, mm -hmm. that you have the option to then purchase at, at a, a set price. At a set price. Yeah. RSUs are restricted stock units. 
So this is the most common type of equity compensation. What is equity compensation? Equity mean? compensation is stock compensation. Yeah. Equity is stock. What do you, you have? You, you, you have, have equity, equity in the company. Equity in a company. Yeah. And, and that's where I think this gets so confusing is everybody calls it all different things mm. and you get so confused. And I'll tell y'all, some of these we've gotten and then be like, hold on, let me read about this. And then we have to whittle it down and figure out exactly what it is. And it's not that companies are trying to confuse you. It's just, I mean, who knows? The company may not even understand exactly mm. what they're doing. And so they're just sending this memo out and it's like, okay, tr try and figure it out. Mm. For our younger listeners, equity meaning like you have a stake in the company, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. You have an ownership share ownership. of That's the actual word. company. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like when you have equity in your house, sweat that's, equity. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So the RSUs or restricted stock units are typically offered after a private company goes public or reaches a more stable valuation. So valuation it's in its simplest form, the value of the company. Mm -hmm. It's really what that breaks it down to. I just wanted to point out, you know, that that brings up a very good point. If this is part of your compensation, you have to consider the fact that, again, you know, I was like, oh, is this mostly publicly traded companies? No, it's not. So you have to understand what what your options are in terms of unloading that stock. Yeah. If you're giving if you're being given stock as part of your compensation or stock options as part of your compensation, which you then exercise. So if you have an option and you exercise that option, you're buying the stock for whatever price your option was set at. Um, if you if you buy that stock or if you're given these shares of stock, how are you actually going to turn that into money for mm -hmm. you? How are you going to sell it? How are you going to unload it? That's a that's an important question. Yeah, because obviously that when I was talking about who has a private company, he's mm -hmm. going to be more limited oh, on yeah. what he can do. Yeah. Versus if someone owns, you know, Squatty Potty R's Us or something <laughs> like that, then there may be lots of people will be able to take that. But also, I'm so sorry that this is going to end up being the squatty potty episode. I mean, it is what it is. But <laughs> also, one of the things, and it's I don't want to get too devil in the details on this, but taxes and paying for this mm -hmm. because you've really got to consider how you're getting this stock, whether you're it's in the options, whether it's part of your compensation, mm -hmm. how it's coming to you, and then what is going to be your impact of that. Is it ordinary income coming to you when you sell it in order to transition it from squatty potty stock to in my bank account or in my investment account, mm -hmm. then what is going to happen is their gains or something like that. So it's not as simple as this company has paid me. Here's my money. I can yeah. do what I want with it. There's a lot more. I got a million dollars in, in, in Apple stock and I'm going to sell the, the Apple stock for a million dollars and I'll have a million dollars. Nope. Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. So performance shares is another one. Company award performance shares to executive and managers only if certain specific measures are met. So a bonus. Yeah, it, it is a bonus. It's a bonus of stocks. And I know that, um, you know, FedEx, for instance, they stopped their stock purchase plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not going to get into why they stopped it, but they've stopped that. And so that's something that, okay, some of these executives, some of these people may have stock plans and now they've got to do something with it. And so that's the thing is that just because your company may have, I, we are a stock options company, or we are a, you know, performance share company, this is what you're supposed to do. But then if they decide to change the rules, you need to be prepared to act on those rules that have been changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, this is so high level because Every single one of these are so unique and different. Yeah. And it's really, it's based on the overall of your company. Because again, think about it. This is stock. This is equity in your company you're working for. So as your company restructures, 
this is going to probably restructure. Mm-hmm. So why do companies offer stock compensation? Motivates the employees, right? Yeah. That, that, would seem, that would seem like a top one. Like the employees are motivated to help the company meet its goals. If they've got an ownership interest in the company, if they've got a vested interest in the company succeeding, then presumably they're going to work harder. They're going to be more invested in the company's success. Yeah, because they've got a stake in it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to attract and retain talent potentially. Um, I know that a situation I've had where one company, one person was at one company mm-hmm. and they're switching to another company because of potentially the stock they're going to be getting. Mm -hmm. But it's also one of those that like leveraging what are the different options of who the company is, what the stock is, and also being prepared of what happens if this company isn't good anymore. We have been going through a high demand employment market. By that, I mean, employees have had sort of all of the all of the power now for a while. A lot of companies have been really struggling to attract people. And so this is one more way to attract people to the company is by offering that, that stock option or the RSU or something like that as sort of a an added motivator to get people in. I mean, it, it aligns employee interests with shareholders. You know, if you're sitting back at your home and you work for a different company, you've bought stock in Scrub Daddy, mm-hmm. then you hope that the employees who work for Scrub Daddy that are getting compensation, they're also working hard to make sure that stock is going to do well. Yeah. As an investor, why do, why do we buy stock? Well, you want to make more money. You you want to make <laughs> money. So somehow if you purchase this stock, it is going to make you money, either because it's going to pay you dividends or it's going to grow in value. So if a company is giving its employees shares of that stock, then they're going to want to see the value of the stock grow, or they're going to want to see the the stock pay dividends just like any other investor would. And it, it, you know, it just, it works out. So how does stock compensation work? Hmm. Vested versus unvested stock. Court, tell us about vested. Okay. So vested stock is stock, you own it. If you're fully vested in a stock, then that means that if you, for instance, leave the company, you get to take the stock with you. You you own it fully. You are fully vested. No strings attached. You, no no strings attached. And now there could be strings. You, like for instance, like we talked about earlier, if this is a if this is not a publicly traded company, it might be difficult mm-hmm. to to sell that stock and and realize the actual value of the stock. Uh, at least more difficult than it would be with a publicly traded company. Um, but still, it's yours. They can't just take it back. If they want it back, they have to buy it back from you. It is yours. Um, You can sell it. You can dispose of it. It will. Again, if you leave the company, you can take it with you. And you may have heard vested before if you think about your 401k plan Mm -hmm. and how there's a vesting that as long as you stay with a company, say, three years, Mm -hmm. then any of the money that the company has put in. Right you're fully vested, you get it. But if you leave before that, you may not get all of that. You may not get all the companies. All the company money. You'll always get your money. You always get your money. But the company's contribution, there may be a waiting period before you become fully vested. So unvested is stock that's promised to you, but it's not fully yours. And you haven't earned it under the terms of the vesting schedule. So if you were to leave, you would have to forfeit the stock. So again, back to my person I was talking about, he was at one tech company. He's moving to another tech company. Mm-hmm. We had to carefully calculate the stock that he was fully vested in, the stock that he was leaving on the table, essentially, because he was not fully vested in it, mm-hmm. and then what he was going to be getting from this other company. And so we had to strategize and figure out, is the juice worth the squeeze? Throwing <laughs> it back, y'all. Is it worth the squeeze? This is the season of callbacks. We're just doing all kinds of callbacks. Season six is nostalgia. But it's everything with all of these stock compensation, whether it's options, RSUs, however it comes, whatever package it comes in, 
everything with it is going to involve strategy. And we kind of touched on that a little bit, but it's, you know, strategy involving tax implications Mm -hmm. and making sure you're not, for lack of a better term, screwing yourself over and having a huge tax bill because you didn't consider what that would be. Um, Stock price and fluctuation. So if your stock's fully vested and you've got in your mind, I'm going to wait to sell it and turn it into cash, transfer it, and as Cam said earlier, diversify it into something else, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're pulling it out to pay for Christmas or something like that, then you're banking on your plan And you've got to also think the stock market could do something or that stock price could fluctuate. And so timing is not only on you and your taxes and what you're doing, but it's also on what the company is doing. If the stock price has soared and done very well, then you're going to pay capital gains tax when you sell it. Um, there are tax implications just for exercising an option. Mm-hmm. If you exercise an option and you're exercising an option to purchase stock at a set price that is lower than where the stock is selling now, then there are tax implications for that price difference. So you've got to take all of that stuff into consideration. I liked this, how it says vesting schedules. A uh, vesting schedule is employers dangling their contributions in front of you like a carrot. The more years you work for the firm, the more contributions you get to keep. <laughs> it is kind of one of those. It's like true. You know, and that's what here, well, if you've looked at some stock, then it's like they have a vesting schedule that X amount of, you know, restricted stock units will vest, you know, in May, and then another hundred will vest in December. And it just keeps going. So it's tempting because it's like, oh, okay, this is vesting, but like, I think I'm about to leave. Oh, but they're about to give me another hundred over mm-hmm. here. And they're about to give me five hundred over longer, there. Stay a little longer. You're it's, almost there. It really is. It keeps sprinkling. And it's yeah. like, you just keep going and going and going. And it's just How long can like, I put up with <clears throat> these jerks? <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, you know, it's one of those that we were talking about, the private company. Mm-hmm. And how public, obviously, you're sitting there, you're looking at the stock market. You can check the ticker and see, like, what's going on. But those private companies, it's kind of wrapping back to our beginning. Mm-hmm. You're almost kind of like one of the Shark Tank people. You're you're believing in this company you work for, yeah. and you're hoping that then they're probably going to go public. It's just going to be a great company to work for, and or just, either they're going to go public or they're just the they're going to sell yeah. to an you know some some other company is going to buy them out, and you're gonna you're gonna receive money in compensation for the shares that you own, or stock in that company that's buying them out in compensation for the shares that you own. You could you, it could be either thing. Okay, so somebody comes up to you, Katie, and says, hey, uh, we'd really like to hire you. We're going to pay you $100,000 per year base salary, but you're going to have stock options as well. Uh, you're going to have the uh, option to, to, you know, to purchase mm-hmm. or you're going to have, we're going to give you just shares of our stock as well, in addition to your salary. How are you going to evaluate that in, in terms of the overall benefit to you as, as an employee? What are the considerations that we need to be telling people, this is what you need to think about if this is, if, if this is presented to you as an option? Well, I mean, one of the main ones is like researching the company and the stock performance, which I, I know sometimes we work for places we don't really believe in and like, but I would hope if you're working for this company, then you you probably have a good outlook that they're not going to crumble and they're going to be around for a while. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a no-brainer. But one of the biggest things is understand exactly what they're offering mm-hmm. you. What are the restrictions? What's the vesting schedule? What's going to be the tax implications on you if you need this money? And I think it goes back to, again, looking at your personal financial plan and figuring out, okay, here, I'm starting here. I've got the option. I can spend some of my money and buy stock. I can spend my money and put it on 401k 
or, you know, I've got my other stuff. Mm -hmm. How does it fit into your personal situation? Because if you were sitting there putting all this money into the stock options plan or in your 401k, and then you can't pay your electric bill, no. For instance, on an even more basic level, if somebody tells you we'll pay you $80,000 a year, but we're going to give you stock options, Mm -hmm. they're giving you the option to spend more of your money on their stock. A stock option is not giving you shares of stock for free. They are giving you the opportunity to buy that stock with and, your money. And you so, can buy, so I may get it for fifteen dollars. Yeah. And if Cam was didn't work for this company, he may have to pay twenty five dollars or something like that. And if it's if it's privately held company, you, an outsider might not have the option of buying at all. Yeah. So it does give you the option of purchasing, but it gives you the option of purchasing again. I just you know I can't stress that enough. Yeah. It's different than the the company saying. We'll give you uh, $80,000 a year, plus we're going to give you $100,000 a year worth of our stock. You know, that, that that's a completely different thing. And that's different, too, in the fact that the reason why I wanted to do this episode, there are a lot of tech companies and there are a lot of young people, highly, highly intelligent individuals who are going to work for a company and they're like, we're going to pay you. $200,000. And you're like, holy moly, that's incredible. But then when you start looking at it, 80000 of it is in cash coming to you. The rest of it is in stock. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, well, but I'm still getting paid $200,000. Yeah. But the issue is if nobody is talking to you and, and not again, not saying that somebody's being shady, but of course the company wants you to keep that stock. They want you to hold on to it mm-hmm. and they want you to buy more if possible, but they're not wanting you to sell out of that stock. So there's not going to be somebody encouraging you saying, Hey, I know that you're getting paid each year. 120,000 in XYZ stock, there's not somebody saying, hey, you should probably diversify. These companies don't, they don't employ a town crier that goes around letting everybody know, hey, the stock, our stock is going down in in value. You might want to sell now. You know, they they don't do that. And it's, that's where you're getting in the gray area, insider trading ball, all that stuff like that, which no, just don't do it. But it's as an employee of these companies, like I'm really trying to make sure I help them understand what they're getting paid in and how they need to be diversifying. And they need to almost set up their own vesting schedule that once something becomes available, they have these shares that then they need to, you know, maybe leave a portion of it in the XYZ stock and then take the rest of it and invest it in something more secure because the bulk of their compensation is very variable based on that one company's value. Mm -hmm. So let's move some of that money and put it into more secure things because we talked about that, you know, if your income's like a stock, then your investments needs to be like a bond. Well, these people are getting paid in stock. Their their income is a stock. Mm-hmm. Like it's very literally. Very, literally. Yeah. So their outside investments needs to be much more like a bond or I'm not saying go buy bonds, but I'm just saying it needs to be more conservative, you know, not so risky that everything's so risky in your life. And if all the companies you're invested take a turn, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Again, it's strategy. There's so much strategy to it. We talked about this, but say you're interviewing for a company and they present to you this uh, stock compensation offer. Mm-hmm. It is very important to understand the terms. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but are the terms for stock compensation like that hundred page long confusing document, or is it pretty simple to uh, understand? Um, a lot of them that I've read lately have been 
pretty long pretty, and pretty confusing. Basically, let me hire my attorney to review this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not a bad idea if you if you know somebody who's familiar with these things to let them read over it if you're not familiar with it for sure. Because these things can be the the, the actual plan as it's written, the the, the plan that the company has uh, is probably pretty dense. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's with everything. It's everybody wants to put their best foot forward. So they're going to push the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you're yeah, comparing but- two things, it's not really comparing apples to apples. It's, you know, you've got to really like weed down and figure out, okay, well, this company was doing this, but this one's doing this. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I'm not saying don't work for a company that does it. Yeah. It's just because there's, I mean, it's a great opportunity, honestly. Sure. It's just have a plan. And, and I would say if you do work for a company like this, you probably need to get a financial partner that can really help you, can help strategize like the ones we have. We've got set calendar markers that, hey, we need to talk to them because this just vested or this mm-hmm. happened, that happened. And kind of back to the fluctuation, like we may have in our mind, hey, you know, they're going to want to cash out a ch- chunk of these stocks in November, but if November comes and there's been bad, you know, market updates or something happened, you may not want to be pulling out in, right. in November because of different reasons. And if you're a, a high value employee and you're, and by that, I mean, a person that's in high demand across an industry and you're looking at the potential of hopping jobs, that it's a good time to talk to a financial planner, an investment advisor, somebody who can help you work through what your old employer is offering you versus what your new employer is is offering you. You need to take all that into consideration because there are advantages and disadvantages to these programs. We've gone over most of them, but obviously, you know, if you get stock in a company, then you've got the potential. If that company goes off like gangbusters and and the stock value really grows, then you've got significant potential for significant gain. Obviously, the employer has advantages too. Again, they're they're aligning uh, the employees' interests with their stockholders' interests. If it's a publicly traded company, or even if it's not a publicly traded company, if the shareholders are just the people who started the business, if it's privately held, but they have their employees owning shares as well, then their employees have a vested interest in their company's success, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a that's a big deal. And then obviously, you know, they see it as a as an option. Other than paying their employees cash, they see it as a way to compensate their employees for their employees' performance. So those are those are some advantages, but obviously the stock could also decrease. Mm-hmm. You know, you could the value of the stock could go down. And you, then you're seeing some of your compensation basically go away because the value decreased. There's not immediate cash value to it. You can't automatically generally speaking if you if you receive stock as a as compensation you can't just turn around and sell it right away uh, most of the time I, I don't even know if i want to say most of the time but a lot of the time yeah. you can't turn around and sell it right away you have to wait either to be vested or again if it's privately traded you can't just go to the stock market and sell it to to some other buyer you have to there, there are probably rules as to who you can sell it to or who can purchase it back from you and even if you had the ability to sell it it may not be the best time to sell it right. you could get hit with all kinds of mess and then obviously again they always take into consideration the tax implications talk to a tax professional talk to somebody that knows knows their stuff as far as that's concerned as well which i mean going back to when you said the immediate the lack of immediate cash cash compensation that is again why it's so important if you have these to make sure you've got your emergency fund make sure that you're not relying so heavily on this Mm -hmm. and that you're you're truly understanding what kind of investment this is and what you need it to do and not make it that 
this is my child's like Christmas money. Or well, something. again, you know, one of the things we said earlier was that this is potentially a, a bonus program. So it could be something that's just rewarding performance. If you're not considering it part of your compensation, if you're not considering it part of the, the income that you rely on to live, yeah, then that's completely different than if they're presenting this as a, like you said, hey, we're going to pay you two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Oh, but only eighty thousand of it is actually going to be cash. Yeah, that's completely different than if you're like, hey, I'm making eighty thousand dollars, and then I have the potential for getting this bonus. Well, then you know that's a completely different circumstance. Yeah, most people who have that where it's the compensation, I say you need to live on the eighty that's in cash, yeah, yeah. and the rest of it is you know extra that we can strategize for longer term things. Why don't we bullseye this up? You've been hitting this a I've lot, had a lot lately. lately. <laughs> I mean, my bullseye would be it's don't be scared of it if it's offered to you. Definitely come and talk to somebody like us and let's look at your overall plan and figure out does it have a place in there. More times than not, you know, it's a great option. It's something to do, but you've got to just have a strategy. Just like you have a plan in place and you know everybody's freaking out about market fluctuations and stuff. If you have a solid plan, then you will survive whatever comes your way. You will be able to withstand it. So if you are given the opportunity to be paid in stock or have stock options or granted stocks, whatever it may be, then let's just put a plan together. Let's strategize, see how it fits within, make sure we're preparing for that tax bill because that's the other big thing that people forget about. So it's, you know, set up some cash that's an escrow account, but I would just say get a plan in place, get a financial partner, to make sure you're doing the right things and you're not setting yourself up for an Enron situation where your paycheck, your investments, everything, your, life. your entire life is bottled up into this one company. And if they go under, you lose your job, something happens, you're screwed. Fudge. Uh, Cameron, I'm interested as a sort of an outsider on this particular topic. Do you have a takeaway from from sort of that perspective that you've gotten from this that you think was valid or valuable? My takeaway is just um, do your research. Just don't sign the dotted line because I think it can be really tempting. It's like, ooh, stock options. I'm going to be rich. Yeah. But do your research. That's that's my takeaway. And of course, my bullseye, ladies and gentlemen, is squatty potty. Oh, there's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Cameron or Katie or Court, please feel free to go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. We've got pictures, we've got bios, and we've even got a place where you can drop a comment to us or suggest a topic you'd like to hear us talk about. If you like pictures, boy, do we have pictures. We've got pictures all over Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at bullcastpodcast, and we have a Twitter handle as well. That's at bullcastpodcast also. And we also have a Facebook page. That is Bullcast the Podcast. Finally, we have mentioned a few times today that we uh, are, are financial advisors. We work at a financial advisory company called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you would like to find out more about that company, about the amazing team that we work with, and about our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com that's advisors with an o not an e ladies and gentlemen i've given you so much homework so please feel free to let this episode sink in take your time and then go out and check out all those sites i gave you i'm pretty much done so for now i'm court i'm katie i'm cam and man court you did really good on this closing 
Good job. We're out. 